hello folks. Welcome back to the Devil's Cup Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. Angel here. And Mike, of course. And we have a very special guest, another local Midtown celebrity. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Alex Kinsella, and uh, I am, I'm a Midtown celebrity. I you think, are a Midtown I think so, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, th- I mean, there's not a lot of Midtown celebrities, but I think you're up there, for sure. I think you and Mr. Sam T, who was our guest last week, are, are probably the two more well-known Midtown celebrities. Do you know of any other Midtown celebrities? Um, no, but I should. <laughs> there's <laughs> got to be like a list somewhere that I can go find. So, I mean, Have you made that list yet? No. We've got, we've got with us the champion of, of Waterloo Reads, right? Uh, I, I'm not the champion. Oh, not the champion, no, okay. I came in like... Second to last. Oh, oh no. was it Wendy who won? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Second. Well, that's not bad. That's top top eight. I, I finished the book and really, I'm a winner for that. So it's oh, that's pretty yeah. fantastic, actually. Okay. Wow. Well, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into more uh, details about Alex Alex in a minute. Um, obviously with a Q&A but first things first uh, email uh, devilscutpodcast.gmail.com twitter at devilscutpod uh, no emails again this week not that that's really but, a surprise but twitter followers but more like hey, seven of them yeah wow which was huge yeah, yeah. we're just exponential growth we're into the oh, dozens totally. yeah, yeah, yeah we were stuck at 38 for a while we were yeah that 40 threshold was yeah, really tough to crack tough, but tough, we got tough. there okay as with any guest host uh, any new new person on the show? We have five questions to ask uh, Mr. Alex Kinsella. So I'll go with number one. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. What are you currently listening to, Alex? Um, I'm actually listening to a whole bunch of funk uh, that a friend of mine in Maine put up the YouTube playlist online yesterday. I saw and, you tweet that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was just it was like a funky day. He's like, I need a, a funk playlist. And it's like music that we all recognize as being samples in a lot of hip hop. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And just, uh, yeah, I was just adding them down. I ended up Spotify as I was listening on YouTube. And uh, what, it's been good. what characterizes a quote unquote funky day? Um, <laughs> I, I think it was just the, the weather a little bit, right? Like um, it was kind of sunny, but you knew today was coming. Uh, the news, I guess, is kind of sure, funky okay. right now. And, uh, but yeah, you know what? A little bit of funk uh, cleared that right off. Oh, that's good. Excellent. Excellent. To me, fun- Fridays was always funk day because that's, that's when you went to that's when you went to Starlight. That's true. Yeah. Funk yeah. funk night. DJ Charles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, question number two. Uh, obviously, as a fellow Midtowner, uh, and we mentioned this in the last show, uh, festival is happening September sixteenth. Thoughts on that? Uh, there's too many things happening on September 16th. What do you mean? What what else? There's, like, what else whole, there's like, I think the Apple Butter Festival is the 16th, I think. Okay. Wellesley. Oh, wow. Okay. It might be, which is an awesome, awesome one to go to. Shout out to Wellesley to go do. And then there's something else that I don't remember right now. And then Festival. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick here, though, for this. Oh, the very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, got, we forgot to mention we are coming uh, to you from Arabella Park again this oh, yeah, episode. Sure. So we are. We are. One of, the, one of the hosts and sponsors of the festival. <laughs> okay, yeah, not, not of the Devil's Cup podcast. No, no. Yeah, we're working on that. They might even yeah. be detractors. We don't even know. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Question number three. Now, I, I follow you on Twitter, and I know uh, uh, a couple of things. One, uh, your kids are hilarious. <laughs> Two, you did a, a pretty big reno in the last, like, yeah, however many yeah. months. And I know you um, uh, you called your, your reno or the home the Red Keep? The Red Keep reno. Yeah, the Red Keep reno. So two things, how was that reno? Yeah. And uh, secondly, 
Game of Thrones season seven. Have you been caught up? And I, I just caught the latest episode last night because uh, I was away, so I missed it. So I'm caught up. Right. Um, I, I really like it. Like my wife is super into it. Um, fantasy is like really her thing, and she she loves that show. Yeah, like, loves it like a child. Oh my gosh. Um, where I'm like I'm into it, and like it gets I'm like excited about it. Yeah. But like I like sci-fi a little bit more. Yeah. So okay. I get a little bit on. Yeah. I'm on, on the flip side of that, but yeah, it was uh, a f- other friends of ours had done a reno in Waterloo, and they like named it after their street. It was cool, and like that's what inspired me to do it. Like they documented the whole thing. I'm like I should. Do this. I know it's going to take me like two, three years to do this, I'll document it as we go. And then I was like, but I don't want to call it like where I live. So I was just like, I'll call it uh, something from Game of Thrones. And had a whole bunch of Game of Thrones quotes. It was wicked. It was pretty cool. It, it was, was fun, fun to see. It was it was uh, one of those things where I'm like, oh, I wonder what I wonder what this is going to be this week or today from Consolidated. So you're following along. It was pretty neat. Nice. As a person who recently had a reno done uh, in their home as well, yeah. it was uh, sort of nice to commiserate. But I was not nearly as creative. In fact, my wife took all the pictures and I just kind of sat there. It so. was, I felt like <laughs> it's, it's your neighbor's yes. dad yes. who was like the contractor and then like he mm. let me help. So I learned along the way. I heard that, yeah. Which was really awesome. I'd never done anything more than like like hang a photo it's the most I've yeah, ever done yeah. in a home and then like he's like hey frame this wall and I'm like yeah I, I don't know how to do that you're gonna have to show me I know so what a wall like, is yeah. but well, we did windows and insulation and you know all this kind of stuff so it was wicked to do and then, awesome. but I feel bad he's a serious guy Look, he's fun but he's serious and I'm like hold on just stay there and I get my phone out I'm like I gotta get this right picture for Instagram <laughs> So he learned a little bit and I learned a little bit and we're all better for it. Did you get him on social media? No. No. <laughs> I know exactly what Kinsel was talking about. So the day that that happens would be, I think the internet would break. That would be the end of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. All the tubes would shatter. <laughs> the world's colliding. Um, well, speaking of that, I guess uh, social media and the like, um, you you run something called TLWR. TLWR. Um, so, do you want to tell the, uh, the folks who are listening what, what, that, what yeah, that's all about? It's, it's, it's funny because I was talking to a guy uh, this morning who just moved to town. He's been here for two weeks, came from Barry. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're talking about just what life in town is like and what his, his, uh, his thoughts on it are so far and like, why he moved here. And he's like, you know, it's really great. But the thing is, like, there's no central place to find what's happening in town. And I think we, we all kind of have that. Like, we've all thought about it. There's um, Create Waterloo had one for a while and tried to. And, you know, I run this this newsletter every week. And there's a local advocate. Um, and there's Tonight KW. And there's a whole bunch of people trying to yeah, talk about yeah. yep. all the stuff that's happening in town. It's really cool. Um, it's just hard to do. So what I, about a year and a half ago, um, I was like, you know, I, I really want to start trying to do this. And, and I thought about doing a website. There's enough websites, and, and who gives a shit about another website? No kidding. Yeah. But uh, I'm really into uh, I'm really into email newsletters, which is a weird thing to be into. So I'm like, I'll start my own newsletter and see what happens. So I got Mailchimp set up, and you know, did my first one and had like four people on the list. <laughs> and uh, it's yeah, we know what we know what that feels, we know like. That feels yeah. like. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I've I've never missed one in, in over a year and a half. Uh, do it on Sunday morning coffee That's and cool, uh, I get my newsletter out in an hour and schedule for Monday morning so it's yeah it's a, it's a weekly listing seven to eight things of you know culture music art that are happening in town that you might not know about nice um, amazing got a really cool curated list of sources now for stuff some people send me stuff every now and then That's wicked. That's how wicked. can how can people sign up for that uh, so you can just uh, on Twitter go to uh, TLWR and there's a little sign up form there so it's a it's a pretty good one I think 
It's kind of cocky to say. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's the, no, I think it's it's good. the best weekly newsletter. It's the best fucking one there is. It's the only weekly newsletter. It's just like our podcast. It's it's fun to do, and even for me. I have kids I don't get out as much As I used to get out But it's Just to see the The, the variety of things That are happening in town now Like every night There's something wicked To go do Yeah uh, I agree And uh, I want people To really like living in Waterloo I love living in Waterloo So Midtown or wherever we live Kitchener Kitchener yeah. Whatever all of it It's all the same the We place. talked a little bit About that last yeah. week Yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I agreed with most of all of that Oh yes yeah A little controversial yeah. But I think we give a shit okay. <laughs> Um Okay, and last isn't actually, they're not actually questions, it's actually a bit of word association, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Oh, that's fine. Okay, so you come, whatever comes to mind first with these words, ready? Beer. Cider. Midtown. Make believe. (laughs) I know it's cocky to say. Wow! Trump. Dumpster fire. I know that's very. <laughs> it's a hyphen in there, right? That's one word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, well, I don't know. Where do you pick? A word? Yeah. Uh, music. Memory. Uh, mm. and I Look think, at this master of segue. Oh my goodness! Still have that in his back pocket. I, do, I, just, I, literally <laughs> I think just, he had that. Oof, wow. Just popped. The reason why that's wow. a great segue is if you've been following on Twitter. Uh, it's really funny the, the, the inspiration for this episode I ran into Kinsella On my way to uh, One of my favorite spots To go do work Which is Settlement & Co uh, Downtown Kitchener And uh, Alex was just On his way back to work And um, Yeah we just got to chatting and, and he mentioned A really cool idea For an episode Which is what we're Going to talk about today Which is uh, Well two things um, We're going to talk about I guess sort of Prognosticating Predicting What music Specifically Specific genres of music As well uh, Will be like Centuries from now, if that's even possible, uh, we're gonna we're gonna quote and talk about a gentleman by the name of Chuck Klosterman, who's sort of the inspiration behind that. Um, but then, as well, it's interesting because Alex talks about music and memory and how you know, it's interesting. That's the first word that came to your, came to your <laughs> mind. We're gonna talk about music that's kind of shaped our lives. Uh, you know that that one. CD that you listen to on your on that road trip up to wherever or uh, I know Alex and I were talking before the show started but that one album or, or song that you're listening to be- before you moved to Canada really right so um, we'll talk all about that uh, in this week's episode so it's gonna be great with that said let's get let's get started sweet gotta relax this is Earth Radio and now here's human music Hmm. Human music. I like it. Okay, so today's episode uh, is kind of a two-parter. We're going to meld two different topics. Um, Alex, I want you to kind of talk about this article that you stumbled upon um, that talks about how, uh, you know, your favorite SNL cast, really doing SNL Saturday Night Live, is the one that you would have watched, stayed up to watch while you were in high school. Now, do you want to just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how that maybe applies to music and why do you think it does? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find this article still for you. Was, I was basically talking about, it's one of the think pieces on Saturday Night Live is back again and when yeah, is it okay. going to be dead again? It's back, it's dead. And just that kind of 
that roller coaster that, that critics talk about SNL. Yep. And but they got into a bit of a segue on it and into like casts and the changes in cast and how it, it happens. And the, the author just made this point, you know, if you ask anybody what their favorite cast is, when they start naming them, it'll be their cast from high school. And it's that time of, you know, generally people started staying up later, a little bit more independence from your parents. Um, you're, you're forming that first kind of like tribe mentality with this group of friends that you share more personal things with. So a lot of things, hormones, uh, all that kind of stuff is happening. So you're, you're open to something and it just happens to be that that is that cast that maybe does that for you. And it's SNL. But then I started thinking about that in terms of, of music, right? And, yeah. Um, and it, it came to me one day because my, my my wife is four years younger than me, so everything is four years off in a weird uh, way. Okay. That's a full that's high school. That's it's a high full school. high school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's always in a lot of places. So it's, it's, she'll talk about like I remember this in middle school, and I'm like I feel like a cradle robber. <laughs> um, but she she loves like '90s rock, and she had sure. a playlist on Spotify the other day, and she, I'm like and I know all those songs, and they're basically like some of them for me were high school, some of them like first second year university. Yeah. But I, I get it. I'm like oh this is like what you when you were in high school and like you bag class with your friends this is what you listen to and these are what those memories and I started to think about for me because there's this slightly different group of music so I went to high school from 1994 right and I'm old and uh the, the music that resonates for me is a little bit different and I'll, I I listen to way more hip hop than my wife ever did so I'll, I'll listen to a 90s hip hop playlist as would I yes and then I, well. I know every word and it's a thing and then I think about even today like nice I love hip hop and I listen to anything that comes out uh but I'll listen to stuff even now on like my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. I'm like, I don't know who this is. And I, I'm like, it's good, but like, would I ever listen to this 10, 15 years from now? No, like, am I going to listen to Big yeah. Sean like 15 years from now? I really hope not. Probably not. I hope I don't. I <laughs> well, hope yeah, I don't. And I, I just yeah. use him as an example, but like anything. Like, sure. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a, but even, um, but it's a, it's a weird thing to think of. What you what you listen to. So the question is, why did that seem to stick, and why doesn't stuff stick now? And, right? and so in relate in relation to to Mike's question, is it is it fair to say that that in in high school you just ex- you had more seminal experiences? I mean, seminal guys, not you pervert. <laughs> I, I think it is it is the that's a part of it. I think, yeah, yeah, could be. Uh, you know, I remember. I remember every album I ever made out to in high school. Like basically, well, that's it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. easy because it wasn't a lot of time <laughs> at all. But I, I do like I remember what what the, I do. Like it's weird, but I even think about uh, Nirvana because every time Smells Like Teen Spirit comes on, I stop. But I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this now. I'm just gonna listen. I'm just not even all the way through. Yeah. The it's way like through. it's like your uh, Desperado but I, uh, from Seinfeld. It is. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's but that ca- that came out basically like ninety end of ninety ninety one. So I was yeah. first or second year of high school. Yeah. Um, okay. And I remember that like as being this moment because when I was in middle school, it was um, Appetite for Destruction had come out. Oh, when dude, I was in yeah. middle school, and I was like, everyone had it. And uh, it was the tape to CD transition had run that time too, so yeah. changing the format. But I remember I was never into like metal, right? I had Appetite for Destruction. That was like the one metal cassette that I owned. <laughs> and then like it, it happened overnight, and all of a sudden you have grunge, and here's this new thing. Um, but it was I remember being in high school and like being in the art room and people playing it wow. and like I can still remember like people's faces and what the I remember what the speaker system looked like wow. and what the like the crate would have the amp and the CD player and it looked like I remember all these things very wow. vivid that is very but it, vivid but yeah. it made that impact and then I remember like when, when he took his own life at the end of 94 Four? yeah and my friend and I had a DJ business we were terrible 
North Shore DJs. Ah, sign, and, sign up. Get them for your next wedding. We played it Smells Like Teen Spirit at this like high school dance. And like we took our lighters out and like had them cry. Like this one's and because he had he had took his own light that night of this dance. Yeah. And like all these grade uh. nine girls started crying and calling us assholes. And <laughs> we were like doing it because I was seriously like this this means something. Like I kind of started this this major phase of my like major this major phase of my life um, in grade nine and this music meant something. And then like I grew with that through you know high school. Huh. And then I'm about to graduate high school and go to university. And this guy just took his own life and like. It was kind of a weird thing. It was a really weird bookend set of bookends for high school. Interesting. Um, and there's so, a, and that's a, it's a, there's a lot of stuff happening. Well, and there's there's a lot of science to back up what you're saying too, right? In, in terms of how our brains develop at that age. Yeah. Everything. So there's a lot of things that can release those like like dopamine and endorphins and all that good yeah. stuff that make our brains happy. Well, you know, drugs like love, and then music is another one. And at that time of our life we're more our brains are developing in a way that we're more susceptible to that and we know that those feelings are connected with memory so those songs make us feel good when we hear them now that feeling's still there I'm I'm curious though because we're obviously no longer teenagers Mm -hmm. I mean the, the thing is you're only a teenager for like six years seven years right yeah we're gonna be adults for a very long time does that mean that any music that we listen to and this is i'm just coming like that's, right now that's the depressing it, part it will it, ever be as good it, right? will never be as good or is it yeah. gonna be that much harder for me to like something now because it won't ever stack up to whatever i enjoyed in high school i know there's two there's two examples that i think of with that right and so one is um like I think of, of Drake even like earlier Drake and I know this is kind of modern yeah. but like um, 20, 2011, 2012 yeah. Yeah. from the bottom like you know that kind of yeah. that, that era of Drake that era four <laughs> years ago um, five what, years a, what an era but there was a time where I like I absolutely like that started from the bottom came on I stopped what I'm doing again like that kind of like I, that, was, track. Like, that was my jam and well, I it, it meant a lot for what I was doing in life at the time um, and now it comes on I'm like I remember this. This is like a good track. But you like, won't listen to it. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't have the same meaning. Versus, yeah, um, yeah. we went to a wedding in Kelowna last summer, and we had never heard, there's a Queen song, um, Don't Stop Me Now. So, don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, for some reason, neither my wife or I had ever heard this song before in our entire lives and like I'm 40 and she's 30 that's quite the oversight and we yeah. have never heard the song it comes on at this wedding and like the bridal party like dances of this oh, song oh that's cool that's and I'm cool. like we're like what? this is a great song what is this who is it they're like it's Queen we're like no we know every Queen track we've never heard this no this is Queen and it like but we were again like we were drunk and it was like a really meaningful wedding for my wife because one of her like really good friends and now like we listen to that song sometimes on repeat for like five or six times and I can imagine 40 years from now like you'll still you think so I, I, I can see like that'll come on like whatever the future Sonos is and we'll just jam <laughs> the future Sonos future Sonos, <laughs> Sonos. but that's Sonos. that one's connected with a major event too right you remember that's what I mean. you remember it's that like, first again, time you I heard that song that's yeah. where, but there, you know I think it has to have that I think if it's a positive now, I think a positive thing, it'll resonate more. Where like even if you, there's a negative song for you now, like a negative event in your life and a song comes on, you kind of do it. I think those actually can kind of fade. There needs to be something very much, yeah. very, very concrete that means something to you. So here, here is actually, and that's really interesting. And, and I don't think I have, I have the same sort of analogy. I like, I, it's really hard for me to latch on to 
to new music. I really just find myself listening to stuff that I listened to towards the end of high school and all through university. So high school for me, it's funny you mentioned the whole art room thing. I, that's where I kind of experienced and and and, and uh, learned about alternative music. That's what you want to call it, right? Um, for me now, I hate to say it, music kind of fits sort of the background noise. Like it's like whatever I'm feeling, like I need to relax and unwind from work today work sucked yeah, right sure. I'll listen to I'll throw on a national album because it's pretty chill pretty relaxed like it's not that doesn't depress you further it doesn't <laughs> no it just it kind of okay. just settles me right and and it let it's less to do about specific experiences and more to do about mood, like overall mood or atmosphere for me now yeah. like I don't it's like oh I'm going to a wedding and I hope I hear this track because I'm going to lose my shit like I don't know like yeah, you know what I mean like it's, it's interesting like, you know what I mean like whereas in high school like yeah, it's crazy. I think it has a lot to do with those, you know, like really important experiences. You know, the first kiss. It just, it, it just meant like music. I feel like it meant more to you as a teen or in high school, right? Um, it helped you sort of express things that you couldn't express uh, to demonstrate feelings that maybe you couldn't say, yeah. right? Uh, and like I, re- I remember staying up like. FM ninety six. Oh, you remember dude. that station? All yeah, right. Dude. So London. it used to, yeah. London. London. I used to London. take shit off of that. That's exactly same thing, right? It used to be this like new rock station. I remember every night, every weeknight, there was a show called Battle of the New Rock, mm-hmm. and it, it was either at ten or eleven. Was yeah. that before the champ? Before <laughs> yeah, the champ? It was around the champ. Yeah. Um, Pardon? And I would I would listen to it every night just to hear that new song and be excited to like what, what new song am I going to hear tonight? And then of course I'd have the tape ready to go because I would always tape it to make sure. That I that I got it, and it was basically a challenger versus a new song, and I, I don't know if I get that excited about like I don't know if I would do that now. We had like, better dump it. That was we had pump it up sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's so many you can do. But I mean, music just it, it just connected because when you were everything was such a big deal, right? So you, yeah. the song you're, that was playing, right? You're, the hormones make everything feel like it's more important than it is when you're 16. Yeah. A lot of the choices that you make when you're 16, they don't matter. Oh, well, and so there you go. So they don't matter, but then how can the, but mu- the, how the music, music sticks? Matters? They, they, they matter. Can... Your world is so much smaller when you're uh, Sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, it is that weird, like you're starting to peel back layers when you get there. And there's a certain point where mm-hmm. like, every decision is the most important decision you're going to make. Or it feels right? like it. Yeah, and it, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, it, again, it's the hormones and the weight of everything. Yeah. This, this new independence where you're like, this is everything to me and it's going to mean something. And like now I'm like, you know, it's funny, like when, um, um, what's the theme song to the hills? Um, uh, Phantom Planet. Uh, oh, California. Oh, that's, that's oh, the hills. Hills. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The hills. The hills. With like Laura and Tasha Beddingfield. Yeah. When that comes yeah. on. Unwritten. This is me. Yeah, Unwritten yeah. comes on. Jesus, And Marie. I'm like, <laughs> and I get so excited because I loved the hills. I still do love the hills. So I, I, I watch the hills every, every and week. And I'm like, but I, and it's funny because I'm like, yeah, that's a song about like, you know, you're moving and you're going to be independent now. And I know it's like really stupid, but I, it gets on. I'm like, yeah, I remember that time in my life because even though I, I didn't, I wasn't a cast member on The Hills. Oh my God. Right? I wasn't. Can you tell you words? I wasn't, but I. You were in Surfer Boy number four? Right? It does mean, it means Brody? something to me in a way because I think Brody? about that. Yeah. I like the show and I watch it with buddies. We all made fun of it. You know, that kind of thing. And we, we made fun of it, but we watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You were like in your 30s. I was in my 30s. <laughs> Was. And uh, but it, it is it is that weird that weird beast, right? Because there's it, it it can just impact different times. But even I watch my um, my kids are, are my eldest is ten or not ten eight. Hey, how they are? 
<laughs> There's some she age. Like she's ten. She's eight, and uh, she she doesn't. She's not into music. Uh, yeah, I know. I like. I'm judging her. I'm like. You know, like, like, have a favorite band like a music yet. song, she'll say turn it off, or like, she's no, just, she like listens to anything, but like, she, she just, there's not, is that I compare it to like my five year old who like knows words to songs and like, like, we're in the car and she's singing along, to, she'll sing along to Despacito, which we played four times in a row the other day because we had to, and like, she's singing the Spanish parts of it. That's incredible because I don't I'm know like, about it. This that's is, one of my pet peeves. This is cool. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. And then my eight year old's like, yeah, whatever. Play whatever. I don't really, I don't really care. I'm like, it's just how you're gonna be, right? Like, and this is this is a weirder part, maybe off topic, but I'm like, how do I get my kids to like music? Because I can't remember how you I started can't. to like music. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Am I am I screwing up? Because if you force them kind of like your stuff, then they'll and rebel, right? And, and then it's, it's funny, like, like Glenn yeah. Campbell passed away over the weekend. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. And I grew up like my dad played Glenn Campbell records and Jimmy Webb records and Linda Ronstadt. Like, sure and I know, yeah. and I can sing like within the sound of my voice I know all the words to that I can belt it out not as good as Linda Ronstadt yes. but I can belt yeah. it out um, and it like I kind of I had a moment I poured a larger glass of wine I stood on the patio and I, I jammed out and listened to Glenn Campbell mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like I, I love that music because right. my dad listened to it and he never forced him it just that's what's on in the house Yeah. and I know what we're playing now in the house all the time I'm like is this going to influence my like but you hope so right in like, a way but like it's like you want to be you want it to be organic like like, I feel the my same way about it's like 30 is she gonna like reminisce about the killers all the time because we played it a lot like I don't know maybe that's, hopefully that's weird. hopefully yeah hopefully but it's a, it's a weird thing but like my uh, my dad never listened to like Stones is basically like the yeah. only real rock he ever listened to no Zeppelin so like, no Zeppelin so wow. I didn't learn about Zeppelin until high school Wow. And it was a girl that I was dating in high school, and she, like, her dad listened to Zeppelin all the time, so she did. And then, like, that's how I got into And then in university, my roommate was, like, way too into it. Um, <laughs> and so, like, into them. And so, like, I know a lot about Zeppelin now and sure. their music. But, like, it was just never part, like, I was, there was never a Zeppelin phase for me. And I never had a Beatles phase, right? I never had any of those things Ooh. that people like really into. Yeah, yeah. Zeppelin, Beatles, none of them. Like, it was just I know them and I know their catalog and I get it. But when someone's like, you know, the Beatles are the greatest, I'm like, yeah, they're they're, they're, they're they seem to be really good. I like Oasis too, and they're like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, okay, I won't, I won't say that again. Um, Blur. But it, it's a it's a weird thing to think about. Like that's what I like, and uh, I I like it because it was on in the background. So. And this is actually a really great segue because we, we got, you know, fairly personal. We talked about some pretty important experiences in high school and in our lives. And yet the second half of this podcast shifts pretty much entirely a different direction, I yes. think. Okay. And um, at least from, from what I've read and what, uh, yeah, from what I've read and watched and stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about Chuck Klosterman and then, and then yeah. kind of his book and what he tries to do in his book so I'm a, I'm a Chuck Klosterman fanboy okay um, so right. he is a uh, former music critic and sports writer try um, to get him on the show we should try to get him on the show sure he uh, it's one of the he writes about a variety of subjects mainly like a kind of a pop culture view on music and sports and how they intersect um, and I'm not really into sports so it's, it's interesting for me to kind of read those things and get a different perspective on right. it um, but he's I think he, I forget how many books he has published now I have them all um, it's up to ten. It's up to ten. His first book was um, was Fargo Rock City about him growing up in North Dakota and, and what the effect of like metal was on him growing up. Um, but I was introduced to him. Uh, his second book was called Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, and it was a collection of essays he wrote on pop culture, so everything from Saved by the Bell. Um, 
I remember the Saved by the Bell one the most. Uh, a whole bunch of MTV. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yeah. Uh, it was not in that one. No, but, yeah, didn't make it. But it was, make it? Uh, it was a really good book. Uh, and uh, it, he's a little bit older than me, so I got all the ref. I got. I knew a lot of the references. Uh, and it was. Like, I was. And again, about the memory, like I was. I was moving to Canada at the time. So I just finished that book, and it was like top of mind. I had it with me as I drove up here, uh, and then I've read all the books since. Uh, and his latest book, uh, or sorry, his last latest book is the one last year was called "But What If We're Wrong." Since the new one just came out now, but the one before it, "What If well, What If We're Wrong," and it's basically the idea is we we know things today, and that means that a hundred years ago we were wrong about what we are today. Right, so we we know the Earth is flat, and then you know, oh, now we know it's not flat. So um, that means now, today, in the, in, the, in the moment, we're wrong about a bunch of shit that we just don't know yet. Right, and we won't know for a hundred years, or two hundred years, or a thousand years. And and okay, keep going, now, keep yeah. going. Now. So it it talks about a number of everything from from you know environment to a bunch of things, politics. But the one he really that really stuck out to me was one about music. Right. And to sum it up, it was basically, you know, when we think about, um, um, like, marching music, right? Yes. We think about John Philip Sousa. Yeah. John Philip Sousa is the one individual associated with a style of music that hundreds, if not thousands of people, musicians and composers, worked on and created. Yep. Right? The whole thing all boiled down to one dude. Yep. And that's it. So if he put it, like, he looked at rock and said, okay, well, rock and roll, who will be the one artist or the one band that in 200 years from now, future Earthlings will yeah. go, rock and roll is this guy or this girl or this band. And uh, and in, in going through that, he's like, you know, before we have to do it, we have to find rock and roll. So he did a good thing about, you know, rock and roll first like rock and roll rock in roll like breaking it down huh. into you know it has to have a piano in it um, there has to have oh. a couple of different things in it so I made a playlist that had the songs he mentioned which is kind of cool and they're like um, it's a there's some Zeppelin in there uh, there's some Big Bopper there's a whole bunch of like we'll, we'll tweet stuff. that playlist out it's pretty good yeah, yeah so it, it, that part so then I started to think okay so we, and he has a couple ideas and it could be you should read the book uh, you can get it at Kitchener Public Library or Waterloo Library Woo-hoo. Shout out to the libraries. Um, yeah, not the Cambridge one. Or you could buy it too. Cambridge was a nice library. Actually. Index exchange. Index or idea exchange. exchange. Idea exchange. Index exchange is the company in town, which now is going to be super confusing for me at work. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, you got to straighten that out. I got to go talk to them about that. Um, anyway, yeah. So you know, who, what what is that going to be? And uh, it's it's a good thought. And you could do that for hip hop. You could do it for yeah. You know, any you any genre. R and B. I mean, could you say R and B is just Tony Braxton? Leave it at that. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, no, I was going to say Deborah Cox. Deborah Cox. Oh, who are you people? Yeah. But it's a, it's a, uh, you know, and maybe yeah. it's like, you know, with, if I think about electronica, yes. which I know we don't really say anymore, no. I yeah. think about Moby, right? Moby. Like, in some ways, like, yeah. and I, I don't think about, whoever did that Firestarter song, the weird guy. Prodigy. Prodigy. I don't think yeah. about Prodigy, because I can't remember. No Fatboy Slim? Not even really Fatboy fat Slim, I still think of like, DJ, sure, way, yeah. Right? Even though it is kind of, but like Moby, like Moby, two hundred years from now, I bet ten bucks, I bet or, ten, bucks. Or 10 I, Bitcoin or whatever you want to say on the fact that Moby will be the one artist that when you say electronic, ten Columbuses, like, <laughs> and I think it's already kind of happening, right? And I like, I like, uh, we there's there's there was a talk that Chuck gave at Google, and he uses like a pretty a pretty relevant and like real time example of this happening when he talks about reggae. 
and he talks about Bob Marley. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's a great band. Like, I don't know how many people can name another reggae artist. Right? Uchi that, that, that aren't Uchi Banton. Come on, that aren't like big into reggae. Like or like, that aren't like Ziggy Marley. Yeah, I was gonna say Bambi. or like fucking Magic or some shit, right? Like <laughs> something garbage, right? So it, it's already it's already kind of. I think that's a pretty good real time example of that happening. Yeah, yeah. and I think. In our the kind of now you know instant culture, um, mm-hmm. you can see that more and more. I mean, like if we talk about television, like the the episodic, you know, crazy moonshot TV show formula is yeah. lost. Yeah, right. And everyone is like, this is lost, but like in space, or this is lost, but in a hospital. Like it's become that. Yes. In a way that like Die Hard had that for a bit, right? Like this is Die Hard in a plane. Yeah. Or this is Die Hard or in speed a mall. Even. Yes. Die yeah. Hard on a boat. Yeah. Like, Die Hard on a bus. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Can instantly boil. I like how you went to speed two first. <laughs> Die hard on a boat. Die hard on a boat. <laughs> you you, you so, bypass the bus. The speed one. So bad. But you can uh, you have these these archetypes of, of culture and then making it boil down. But rock, I think, is it's much more difficult to do. Rock and hip hop, I think, would be the two. So they're so intertwined as well. But then, how do you? Can you define that? Can you say Zeppelin or can you say you know, so? So the one the one thing that I will say with Fosterman's it's not even an argument because he's, he's really just he's, he's a thought experience. He's, yeah, yeah, thought experience. So I mean, I'm not I'm not against Fosterman in any way. It's just I, I find it for certain genres of music and let's take rapid hip hop as an example. I, I find that you cannot define what what that genre of music is, rapid hip hop, unless you know what what society is going to be like in 200 years. Are African Americans, are black people still going to be horribly oppressed in 200 years? Because let's face it, a lot of hip-hop and rap is is shaped by, is influenced by, fuck the police, right? Like, a lot of that anti-establishment, selling drugs on the corner type of music. Rock is based on blues, which is, again, uh, you know, kind of a, a bit of an appropriated... Oh, we talked about that um, before, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so it, it is, it, it's a, yeah, again, you, you you have to kind of make a bunch of assumptions about what the future would be. Like, are we all going to be, because at one point in, in the same Google talk that uh, that Murray talks about, mentioned, Klosterman's like, and I don't know if he does this in the book, he's just like, are we wrong about democracy? And yes, is it fair yeah. to say that, like, democracy is a, a gigantic piece of garbage, crapshoot, because look who they elected. We made some mistakes. Yeah, but so, like, I mean, and, and so, like, I don't know if you can say that, but then not really have that influence what you think the music will be like. I feel like that's sort of, that's not a, a full argument, right? Like, I think you, you can't, I don't know, I just feel like you can't talk about those in two different silos. Like, they're almost, you know what I mean? Like, the, the rock of the 60s and 70s, it was probably the best rock and roll. But I think it's, I think if you, even if you, if you look at the electronica one okay, and, yeah. um, and, and marching music, they're interesting because they're also two genres that aren't, aren't popular anymore. Or popular. Yeah. Oh, I had a weird pause in there. <laughs> popular. popular. It worked. It worked. Wow. They're not popular anymore. Right? Yeah. They're just not. So you can have this. But they of, remain, though. They were, they, but they, they remain. But, uh, yeah. Thanks to the internet, everything else, yeah. right? But, yeah. Nothing ever um, disappears. But it's. it's you can now compartmentalize them and look at them from like a, almost a you know academic view and go marching music was this it no longer no new marching music is being made like I'm sure there's some electronica but at the same time like eh, really <laughs> um, and I think there's some genres like, like drum and bass and, and house and a whole bunch of other things 
you won't even have this conversation because those those genres of music are so much geared around niche the, well, around the DJ doing it or around the, yeah. the venue like a rave or a concert or Burning Man I don't right. know what they play at Burning Man I, do they play I anything? Know. Who knows? Yeah. But you know the, that kind of thing. Like, you, you would never even have that conversation. I think it's 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 harder to say. I think it's harder to have that conversation about rock and roll or around hip hop. I think so because again, they're 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 so intertwined with each other and so intertwined with culture. So and they're still happening too, they're, right? They're, they're still. They're, I mean, I think rock and roll is kind of on the decline, but hip hip hop is like obviously still pretty big, still around, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say rock and roll is in the clouds. They continue to evolve and change and grow with the way that we are. Yeah. I think that um, we're very much of a of a disposable instant culture right now. Where, I agree. Yes. Um, a band doesn't have a chance to do like even the Killers. Really, like their first album dropped what in like old three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they've had a couple. I've seen them live and a bunch of like they're, they're really great. But I think they were right at that cusp um, of time where you could come out with a couple albums and continue yeah. versus now like it used to be the sophomore slump right you'd have that hit album and you come up with your second yeah. one and like eh. then you do a third one and be good you don't even have that shot anymore like it's over and you cash out because you, it's, you, it's yeah. so it's so quick in order to, like to judge and dismiss or judge and promote uh, an act uh, and that's but this is you know there's that thing about um, like I'm Gen X and we're like the last Yay. Uh, and we're the last generation to remember time before the internet uh-huh. basically uh-huh. and uh, I do like I really do remember when life was better before all of this uh, and and now where you just don't have that chance to really like who listens to an album the whole time like when I was growing up and I remember driving from like West Palm Beach to Tallahassee and I would have you know that Case Logic CD book oh dude yes. Case Logic shout out, case. Case. shout out to Case Logic yep. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll take some samples and uh, <laughs> totally send us what I you know got. what I put in it now but you know, uh, I'll find some so, CDs. Okay, but I remember having that like my the passenger in the seat would be there, and they'd have the CDs. They'd take one out, but that was it. Like I had one like a single CD player in the car, and like yep. put it in. You listen to the whole thing. Now it's like even with, like with like we we drove down to Florida in May. Like we made playlists, and we didn't like to check just next track, right? Like, so your listening no, habits have actually changed then my, they, substantially. They, mine, mine have like I and I and I don't like it. Like it's uh. It, it makes me so you're self-aware I hate thing. myself right? but <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I I was at the cottage uh, earlier on the week and I, I got up at like 5 in the morning and drove back to town and uh, I get in, in my wife's car because she had driven up and it had um, um, live in New York uh, Nirvana yeah, unplugged. unplugged and it was like I was like track one I just listened to that I listened to the entire album I didn't fast forward a track I didn't change anything just went I knew what songs I wanted to listen to too but I'm like but I'm gonna it, listen to it and it, I got back and I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm relaxed in a way and I'm also like I really appreciated listening to some of those songs I hadn't listened to in a long time um, and I think because we because and I like Spotify and I really do but because of Spotify and Apple Music and Google Music yep. um, it's like oh we don't like this track next track uh, next track uh, next track no, like let's listen to let's listen to an album man like remember so like, okay when yeah. you do that so when you so do you try and include your kids when you're listening to a whole album or like uh, going back to what you were saying like about I, last week's episode um, yeah. you asked him about like what his favorite album is yeah right and I thought about that when I was in the podcast I'm like my favorite album is Dr. Dre the Croc oh and my. I and I mean it like my favorite album is that I listen to all the interludes, all the skits, everything. It is 
I think, the last great album of any genre. Wow. It was it, everything on that is, is, is should have had you on a few weeks ago for the album front yeah, to back it, episode. It, yeah. it captured a mo- for me too, like it captured a moment in time, like in the early nineties. Uh-huh. Um, it was an it was an evolution in gangster rap at the time and, and hip hop in general and grunge had come out and this was like this this alternate thing to, to modern rock and to, to alternative well, rock very different, yeah. was, was this thing and just the the, the, the use of comedy and the interludes um, really made it something that you needed to listen to the whole thing and there's so few albums that I find that, that have that like um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. I listen to the whole album um, Sam's Town by the Killers which is more modern yeah. I listen to that whole album me too yeah, right? yeah. But I, I, and I, I think it's really important where, you know and I know it's like a We've been lamenting this since the dawn of the CD single and the cassette single, which is, you know, everyone just does try to get that one hot track. And, and the, the 45 fun. single, right? The yeah, record 45, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you want to, I, I want to have that that experience and everything now is very much this. And it's across the board. It's not just music. It's, it's video. Like Art. It's, here's this four minute video. And here's this. I'm like, no, like, I want to sit down and watch them for 20 minutes. I would like to watch something for a little bit longer and listen to something for a little bit longer and make the time. You know, like that kind of, that mental state and the physical state to get in and go, I'm just going to sit here crack a beer and listen to this album and not do, not read a book, not do shit, but just like yeah, scroll through your Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, and this is actually, and in, in, in this, I'm interested to hear uh, everyone's points on this, but, because we were talking a little bit about the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And and how much do you guys think that the whole idea of disposable music, Spotify, being able to, to switch the next track almost instantaneously, how much of that is, is, is a product of the internet or is that like is that just I don't know just I thought it's, it's a product of the internet like all content is becoming subscription right? yeah uh, I saw someone today too that there's a notepad application for Mac that's moved to a subscription model oh. it's a notepad app for fuck's sake like, what do you do this for? stupid as hell but uh, I uh, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but yeah. you went to someone's house and they'd have their CDs or, yeah. their, or their vinyl. Yeah. Um, and you would, you would judge the shit out of them, right? Yeah. And, and in a positive uh, or a negative Well, way. and that's, that's yeah, that's how you got to know a person, right? Yeah. You, you got to know, and like... What am I going to do, like, look at your... I can't even, like... I don't know how to look at someone's Spotify playlists. Yeah. And it's weird. And, like, I know there's that bar on the side of Spotify that shows you what your friends are listening to. Yeah, sure. I, sometimes I look at it and, like, that's the closest thing I have. Where I'll see someone, like... You like Carly Rae Jepsen a lot, like, and it's it's funny. Like, I'm like, I know you better now because I get to see what you're listening to. I love that social aspect of that. For Spotify. Yeah. And there's times where I'm like, I need to put private mode on because I'm listening to some horrible shit. <laughs> there's a private mode there's on Spotify. Private mode on Spotify. When I listen yeah. to uh, when I listen to my Miami bass and my freestyle, like on that Friday mornings where I'm like, I miss I miss South Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not pitbull. I, I put private mode on. Not pitbull. I put I put private mode on. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mr. Worldwide. But I do, right. I, I love seeing what I'm listening to and going, oh, I didn't know that, but that's what you're into. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a cool thing to, to kind of check out and see, right? Like, it's, uh, and that's, and that's good because I, I remember, uh, going to someone's house right and or like on vacation you kind of stay at someone's place if they're like they're nice enough to offer their place to you yes. and like you want to hang out like maybe late at the night and you put on music and it's like you go to their CD collection and it's kind of fun to kind of curate it's like alright this is what I'm working with like I, I know what I have but it's like oh what is it oh I guess I gotta put on some crowded house like I know them yeah. and you pop that on so that like that will never happen again because now you just log into your phone and plug it in and you just put on your stuff right your stuff 
I, I, I think we, we, we even with um, videos, we're, um, we went over to some friends who were renting a cottage and we went over there and the cottage had like a, like a TV and, and a, like a Roku and Netflix logged in. Wow. Like, just, the, I know the yeah. cottage has Netflix. And I'm like, so this Netflix account of the cottage is now going to build up what all the people renting the cottage are watching. watching. Yeah. And like, that's in a way kind of cool because it's going to create some uh, recommendations based on a variety of people. Crowdsource. But I also like when you go to a cottage and there's just a bunch of DVDs that people have left. And you've got to watch that. That's still yep. better, right? You're like, yeah. I guess we're watching one of these eight copies of Wedding Crashers. <laughs> you know? And it's... Yep. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's that to me is really it's a, we found I found a copy of Spaceballs at, at my in-laws college oh my god yeah. I think it's mine Classic. I don't think it's theirs and I'm like oh shit VHS or DVD DVD I'm like uh, I'm like, my, my daughter loves um, Star Wars I'm like yo look at this she's like that looks like Star Wars I'm like it is like Star Wars <laughs> we should watch this you're not gonna know any of this yeah oh man Mel Brooks is lost on you <laughs> let's not watch Blazing Saddles um <laughs> But yeah, it's, it is that you're missing that now, and I think it's um, on the internet thing. And I, um, I, I do social media partially for living. Yeah. For what I do, um, there, there's a there's very much um, a, a culture of being inauthentic on social media today. Yes. And I yes. think because of the way that like I can't I can't see you anymore as a person, right? Like I can't walk if I if I come in your house and you'll have some stuff there. I kind of understand who you are. Um, and, and by nature, you set up your house to curate who you are. And you do that on social media, but at least at your home, it's authentic. Like, there's not a bunch Do you of, still think so, though? I, 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 think, well, I think it's starting Generationally, to, I, I was going to say, yeah. Begin. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. I've gone to some people's homes, and I'm like, it's decorated. To, like, it looks like Pinterest because it is Pinterest, yeah. right? Like one of my kids, um, one of the other teachers at my kid's school, their classroom, like we went on that day, like all the parents come in for JK and like you do for all the classrooms. And my kid's classroom is kind of like normal classroom. And then there's one that we call the Pinterest classroom. And it's like, they've got like, you know, um, like jelly beans of all the, the same colors and jars for counting. And there's this yeah. one dad and he was so mad that his kid wasn't in this class. He's like, is this like a special class like for like advanced kids? And like, I'm like, no, that, that lady just loves Pinterest and yeah, her yeah. classroom that presents it. And it's like, <laughs> I would Instagram the shit out of this classroom. Like, it is awesome. That's but the one, is, that's the one the board uses. She probably yeah. Instagrams the shit out of yeah. the but it's, Yeah, but it's, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's, 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 like, it's very curated and, um, and, and in a way, like, it's, and it's, it's what she does. But there's a point where, and like, and she's a great teacher, but there's a, there's a level of, of inauthenticity yep. on social media it bleeds into real life and not being able to see the physical ownership of, of books or of music or of movies or of vinyl or whatever on someone's shelf kind of like I think breaks that down a bit right? like, I can't walk into your home and know who you are no. as neighbors or as friends or whatever yeah. uh, you know if you're going on a date with someone and you see their apartment they've got a whole bunch of like Know, weird metal albums you might think hey Cannibal Corpse cool. or you're like that's a lot of Pantera and I'm gonna fail yeah right? yeah. So it's like, a lot of kinda, that's it's a lot of graphic thing. imagery you know and I think but even on social I mean you can see that can be a tweet weird shit you just, but if people really curate themselves and just don't know who they are yeah you know what I, and that's that's and, that's one thing that gets missed and I, sure. in, a, in, a, in a weird way like I spend a lot of time probably too much time thinking about am I being authentic enough Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fucked up in a way that you think about it, but um, who, what I, what I say on social media, like what I tweet or what I post right. on Instagram, is is 
I don't show my I don't like show my kids faces or anything. Like, I don't I just don't me. I don't yeah. like doing it. No no offense to anyone who does. Whatever. Um, but uh, what I do is representative of who I am. So if you like we were strangers, we didn't know each other. Right. Yeah. But, like we follow each other on Twitter. We had some conversations, and you came up to me like at Communitech one day, and like, hey, you know, let's get a coffee and talk. Would you be weirded out? No, I wouldn't be weirded out at all, but I would be... What weirds me out is when I start talking to someone, I'm like, you're not who you are. Ah, yeah. We're like, I am like a cocky to say it. Like, I really am. You try to present yourself as you really are. Somebody said once to me, they're like, we're talking, they're like, yeah, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I'm like, that's whatever, cool. And they're like, you know, you're, you're, you are in real life how you are online. Were they surprised? They were surprised, but I'm like, yeah, because I hate that shit. Like, I hate the, the setup shots and everything is very... You know, even like when I take pictures of food, rarely for Instagram, I always apologize in the comment. Like, I'm so sorry for doing this, but this burger is awesome because I'm, I feel bad for doing it. I know I'm running a restaurant, maybe. Or like, but you were one of thousands of people doing the exact same thing. Or I know, but I still like, feel bad about it. Really? Yeah. There's a bit where like there's when you, when you have to spend a lot of time curating who you are online, you lose something of yourself. So the more the more so, the more cognizant you are. Yeah. I just need to like it's cliche. Be you, right? You wanna you wanna attract like great people into your life, whether it's for work or relationships or whatever. Just be you, be yourself. And I know it's very cliche, like you know the kind of thing your mom would tell you to do. Moms are usually true. right, though. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been me for as long as I can remember, except for the blackout okay. periods. And uh, <laughs> generally, uh, it's worked. So I just I try to keep doing that and. You know, you see some. You know, I see people do stuff on social. I'm like, that's not you in real life. Like, I know stuff that's going on in your life, and that's that's not real. Um, and it weirds me out. Uh, I, I want to segue kind of in the last of a little bit of the of the episode. No, no, no. This is fantastic. Um, we we talked a lot about you know musical musical and, and how that relates to uh, different experiences. One of the things that I remember in, in Chuck Klosterman's Google Talk, uh, or actually the article I read on Pitchfork, and we tweeted about it. Which I thought was really ironic. That as a guy that used to write for Spin, did he did he do uh, reviews of, of records and stuff? Yeah, or did he, yeah, I did, right? Other stuff. He yeah. has absolutely no uh, desire to be what we would consider a quote unquote tastemaker. Yes, he thinks that it's devolved now to the point, and I think internet the internet is largely to do with this, where you're either you're largely bombastic negatively towards one way or positively towards uh, a certain album so it's like that new Arcade Fire album is absolute garbage right but the new uh, Lord album is the best thing since sliced bread it, there's no there's no middle ground anymore and he says that that that's kind of in large part due to the internet because uh, maybe it's because people are, are trying to be are, are, or are inauthentic or they know that that'll get the garner the most likes yeah. on their tweet right yeah. I'm gonna just shit on this Lord album even though everyone thinks it's the best album type of thing right and I don't know if that's if that's uh, just something of, of this current generation or of this time or if that's always been the case like has rolling like, you know what I mean like and, and Pitchfork is interesting too because you were kind of the first internet yeah. um, musical blog type thing and when I first started following them, I kind of don't like it. They kind of shit on everything, man. Like, yeah, they're. Like, I think everything was bad. I think it's interesting how like, like you can you can kind of say that now, but like, the, the access to like your access to music has never been greater. Like you can you can listen to any song you want basically at any time you want. So like when when you read a critic being like this album sucks, this album's great. 
um, you don't really have to listen to them anymore yeah. because you can just go and listen to the album yourself now pretty easily before yeah. you had to go buy it and based on what people were saying, right? Like, That's okay, true. this is, you know, they, they, a lot of people are saying this is great. I, I'll go buy this now. But now it's like, oh, fuck you. I'll just listen to it. And, and then, then I'll decide what I want to do I think, after you that. Know, the, the, the kind of corollary to that is, I think, movies. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes has such a big sway now on yes. things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've never actually been to the site. I, I didn't really understand. I, I don't know how it works. <laughs> and I'm not going to find out. Like, I just, I don't give a shit. And I also um, think they've been infiltrated by. I feel like I they so. have. I think things are getting higher ratings now. But, than it's, they but it's a weird thing to me where I'm like, like I, I used to go to movies every weekend when I, before we had kids because that's like my thing. And like with kids, I'm not going to take that. I mean, I don't want to get my baby. Right. Goes, well, I'll do a lot of Netflix or DVD. Sure. Or now. Um, but when I do go, like I'm like I look at trailers and I kind of like you know what I, I like this director or this writer. I, I like their last thing. Or I, this got some good buzz and I'm, I want to go see it. It means something to go see it. Right. Um, I think for music, in some ways, like I'll, I, it's the opposite. Where I'll just listen to that. It's because it's so easy to get. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's on Spotify. Yeah. If there was a Spotify for movies, new movies, <laughs> like new, like in the cinema today, yeah. but it wasn't a cinema anymore. Um, it would be. It, it, I think it would change all the ways that we. That we consume things hmm. with movies have to be a little bit more. Well, you're investing two hours at this time, right? Like time, and, and you don't want to make it. It's a bigger investment, yeah. And for I sure. find that I'm I'm constantly saying no because I'm just I don't want to waste two hours. It's like God, it's two hours of my time. That's I weird. I'll, I'll, but I'll, I'll gladly watch like five episodes in a row of a show. Yeah. But yeah. like two hours of a movie, nah, fuck like that. Yeah. Um. Really, the last thing I really want to ask all, uh, all of us is, can we put on our Chuck Klosterman hats and kind of predict what we think? And maybe we'll stick to just a handful of genres. Sure. What we what, think in, well, what we want to say, 100 years? I mean, so I'm not going to be around 100 years. I found, I found interesting. That's a good question, right? Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, um, David Byrne, too, has an interesting take on sort of yes, yeah, how yeah. music has evolved as well, right? So, um, And he got to talking how about architecture in the space and that new technology has kind of influenced what music sounds like so um, how we listen to it is almost as important you know as anything else in terms of what music will actually sound like so he, he goes through sort of the whole history right so he starts with Bach right like in cathedrals and the music he made sounded perfect for that and then he got into he got into Mozart, who was composing in kind of smaller rooms, so it could be you know a little more like frilly, a little more intricate. So you hear that in what he makes. Um, and then you kind of like fast forward a little bit to you know sort of those like jazz halls where music was really loud and bombastic and like a lot of horns, and mm-hmm. it had to be because people were drinking and dancing and yelling and stuff. So. Um, he gets into the idea that the microphone, the invention of that, then in kind of uh, spawned the advent of the singer. So like Sinatra, um, Elvis, people right. with like beautiful right. voices. So now you can kind of hear that over the instruments. And, you know, he got into sort of like the people, you know, there were clubs with good sound systems and people could dance. So like disco and like the beats of disco kind of got um, came onto that. And he talked about how we started listening to music in our own homes um, so CDs and records and all that came out of that, and then came the headphones. Yes. Like, so we got you know iPods and and all that. So sort of the medium of how we listen to it kind of defines what type of music is going to be huh. sort of made in the future and where we listen to. It. And he he started out his, his talk and his and he has a book too how how music.
Music Works, I think it's called, mm-hmm. talking about how like CBGBs had sort of the acoustics of that place, right. and how the, all the bands that came out of there kind of had to produce their sound because you had you had to hear the music based on that spot. Yeah. Um, he talked about another place in Nashville that was good for like more of the honky tonk in the country mm-hmm. that was kind of similar. So um, he says it's impossible to predict. But that was just kind of uh, a storyline of how we thought music evolved and how he thinks it will continue to evolve. My my thought on that is I think of, um, you know, especially with um, Apple's HomePod and Google, whatever their speaker's called, and Alexa. And and so so I I have a Sonos set up at home. I have two, um, one upstairs, one downstairs. I live and breathe by that thing. Um, It's changed the way that our family listens to music and consumes consumes music, right? Right. We have music now on from the minute we wake up until we leave the house. When we get home, it's back on until we start getting the kids ready for bed. Um, there's something always playing. We, my kids know to ask for things and like add to the queue. Like it, it's that's cool. Even like my, my dad. So had you like don't a, have to get up to change an album. Yeah, right? my dad had like a piece together stereo, oh, like the record player and the tape deck and the um, you know, the, amp, the amp and the and EQ and all this kind of radio shack kind of thing. And uh, you know we play an album at a time, but like it was we, we listened to music growing up a lot too. It made an impact, and now we can do it too. Except we have right. a limited library. Um, and it's uh, it's interesting to see the way that my kids now understand that and know like to a point like what we have downloaded and what we don't have on a car ride um, they know that we can look things up right um, and I, I, I think that's really great I, I'm not a big fan of voice control speakers huh. yeah uh, for a number of reasons but even for music like I like the fact that I can just go hold on a second and get my phone or the iPad and like change a track and surprise who's ever at the, the at home with this song. Yeah. Right? Where if it's like, Alexa, play, you know, the new Carly Rae Jepsen, I love Carly Rae Jepsen, um, then it, like, it loses that it loses that surprise to a degree. Yeah. Where I still have that, like, in the old days, I could go get an album or a CD and, and like, throw it on, not show anybody yet. Yeah, I know it's weird. Like, I still, I, that, that, that surprise, that moment of like apprehension, am I going to like this or hate this? Is it going to be um, that, that clean song again? Um, yes. It probably would be. Yeah. Um, that is, is, uh, is really cool. And I, I, I think that kind of applies to that idea. Not architecture um, per se, but more of just that equipment you listen on. Yeah. Right? So, and, that's, and, that, and if anything, you know, when you think about the home, right, it's neat that you experience that with your family. But then... The, uh, the flip side is that I mean the amount of people that you see walking up and down the street on the bus in their cars even yeah. with headphones in yeah. it's illegal. it is illegal and I want to stop I want to shake them don't do it don't do that <laughs> listeners um, you can't hear a freaking uh, police siren but like that still is still I wouldn't say popular it's just commonplace like the, and it, it it reminds me of a lot of that uh, uh Joaquin Phoenix movie that came out a while ago where everyone was just in their own goddamn world. Her? Her. Yeah. And he had that voice activated basically wife or girlfriend, right? And so, I don't know. I mean, I sincerely hope we're not trending towards that, but... Um, it's, uh, it's even like we have these kind of um, agency style desks at work mm-hmm. so we, we sit three across from each other uh, so it's very intimate work settings and we usually have headphones in 
but more and more I find that someone will just yank their headset out and just blast what they're listening to and not like on a Friday afternoon like yeah. talking like Tuesday morning yeah. and we're like we're listening to this now like, like that's it and it's it, yeah. it, it, it's changed a bit of the way that we work in a good way because like we can we're sharing some of the kind of the, the things that are influencing yeah. I work in marketing right? yeah. so it's, it's influencing the way that we work yeah. uh, a little bit of inspiration or yeah. you know whatever sure Interesting, and that's yeah. It's, it's meant to be a communal experience, right? The listening, and that's that's how it always. I feel used like music always has been that, right? Well, and historically, I mean, you couldn't before like I don't know, eight, what eighteen seventy seven. Like yeah. you couldn't. All music had to be enjoyed live. Yeah. By produced by. There's people someone. who say like recorded music ruined music. Right, and it's like you think about it. Like before then, you had to be there to hear it. And like, there, was a, there was a very intimate experience. Like the artist was there, you were there, audience. Yes. Yeah. You listen to it, you consume it together. It's a moment that happens. It's gone. And now it's like you got it on on on, on disc, and you can just listen to it whenever you want to. Yeah. Privacy of your own home, your car. Yeah. It was a bit. Like I I, I have just the earbuds. I come with an iPhone and. Uh, but some of my best memories are like I used to travel for work and like walking through airports where you don't want to talk to anybody <laughs> um, and my headphones in and I've just got this like like this almost like a power walk so yes. like, this is like this is the best song right now and it's mine even though I, I don't want to be here yeah. you want to be here traveling sucks yeah. um, but I'm having this moment and I don't want to and like selfishly I don't want to share, share with you. anybody yeah and occasionally like yeah. someone will come the other way and they're in that mode too yeah. and they see you and you, you lock them, eyes you're like, yeah. yeah bro yeah <laughs> airport bar making yeah. a double yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and airport friends um, <laughs> next on the Dennis card yeah. hey that's actually that would be airport music I don't know We'll see. Yeah. Um, do you have time to prognosticate, or do you want to post production? What do you guys want to do? I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's I possible. Could, I can't yeah. do it. But I it's, mean, it's hard. It's hard I, to I, do. For yeah. rock, I couldn't. I could not. Could, I couldn't do it. Not, yeah. For hip hop, I might go out on a limb and say Kendrick Lamar. So the, I think in, in Chuck Foster in the in the essay or the section of the book, he talked about like Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh yes. And, mm-hmm. a, and I think there's a lot of of good reasons <laughs> behind that. Um, and I, you know, and I, I think of rock. I do think of, of him. And I will say about this, and um, I feel like. I don't think we can really predict. I think we will still be saying that Zeppelin, yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis, Beatles. I think 200 I years will, from now we'll still. I like what the fuck. Like I, I, I don't want to go out on the limb. I, 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 I would, would, I would say it would be the Beatles. I would say it would be the Beatles. Yeah, still, I, and I, I think, I think you know maybe even like a millennia from I, now when like people are like Earth music. Yeah, I think someone will Beatles. say the Beatles. So two things. One. Yeah. It's already been answered. I'll tell you that one. But my guess would be totally on a limb. Lenny Kravitz, are you going to go my way? <laughs> Think about it. What else could it be? In a hundred years from now, you're like, wow, are you going to go my way? Lenny Kravitz. Oh and like God. we think about it now, but like there's no way it's going to be that song. It's going to be that song. Ah. And then I go, or is it going to be Wild Stallions like Bill and Ted? <laughs> because in the future, yes. God gave rock and roll, roll to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that movie basically said, like rock and roll saves Earth. And I and I party on. I really yeah. do think that rock and roll can save Earth. Be excellent um, to each other. We, yeah. We, we, I might watch that tonight. It's available <laughs> on Google Play for rental. I found out. Hey, there you go. I was bitching about it not being on Netflix. <laughs> and it's not at the library I checked. It's not? No. Either library? I'm going to 
oh, call shit. my library friends. Something yeah, tells me it's at the Cambridge Library, though. Something Definitely tells the Cambridge me it's Library. Like the Cambridge Library. The of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, folks, the great episode. That was uh, our longest episode, probably. Longest episode, I think, yeah. today. Sorry. But uh, lots to talk about. A lot of interesting things to talk about. Um, yeah, that's it. Amazing. Until next time, thank you to Alex for being a, yeah, thanks a wonderful a lot. guest host. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest host, just tweet at us or email us and let us know. Um, and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Peace out. Bye. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let you love what I thought it was funny. You came along and you moved my honey. I've changed my mind. This world is fine. Great balls of fire. Kisses, baby. Mmm. Feels good. Hold me, baby. Well, I want to love you like I love a shoe. You're fine.